Hello and welcome to Peer to Peer, a segment from our In the Balance newsletter, looking at news through a gender lens. Peer to Peer is a space where we discuss journalism from a behind-the-scenes perspective, taking an interest in how including gender in news coverage makes for a broader and richer representation of the world. Today we're discussing the use of data in reporting with independent data journalist Shreya Rahman. After working for a year in broadcast journalism at news channel Mirror Now, Shreya found her calling in telling stories with data. She spent two years as a reporter with India Spend, the very first data journalism initiative in India. Then she contributed as a data analyst to India Migration Now, a migration research data and media agency. After a quick detour by Columbia Journalism, the 27-year-old is now a proper freelance journalist, as she says so herself, and she attributes this possibility of a career to a certain privilege because it's a job that pays very little in her home country and she feels very lucky to be able to do it full-time. In the following conversation, we talk about, you guessed it, data, but also the lack of it when it comes to girls' and women's lives, what is called the gender data gap. We have an explainer about it on our website if you want to give it a quick read, towards-equality.com. Shreya Rahman also shares some of the things she has learned while working with data, which might be useful especially to journalists who aren't data specialists, so... Most of us. What piqued your interest and made you want to become a data journalist in the first place? I think uh, for me, uh, my career has been a lot of happenstance. Like I feel like I was at many places and meeting uh, or introduced to people at the right time, at the right place. So for me, data journalism, I mean, the interest, I did not even knew, I did not even know about it, but um so I was doing my postgraduate diploma course from Asian College of Journalism and we had a data journalism module uh, by Rukmini S. Uh, she is one of the most, uh, I would say, pioneering data journalism person in India. And uh, I think she did like four classes. And surprisingly, I was an okay student at most, most classes, <laughs> but this is the class I ended up actually doing good at and she actually liked my work and things like that so I was very encouraged to consider it and um, even after college I did want to get into data journalism but uh, our batch was the batch that uh, you know graduated right after demonetization and the media environment was not great so I couldn't like you know choose a job I wanted so I just stuck to what I got and I ended up working at a TV channel for a year. And then like while, while I was working there, I saw a job application uh, for a data analyst at a data journalism website. So I was just like, I really wanted to get out of there. <laughs> and this was like an opportunity and I grabbed it and that's how it all started. And were you good and comfortable with numbers and maths before that I, I I see this with a lot of journalists that oh maths is the one subject that I was always bad at but for me it was completely the opposite like I feel like some between fifth standard and 10th standard I mean not to brag I have got like full marks in all math papers like 
that was a subject that I was very comfortable with. And also my mother is a math teacher. She has a YouTube channel. <laughs> math. So it, it just came very naturally to me. Like my ma- mind was very math driven and rational in that sense. And so working with numbers, when did the gender sensitive approach come in in your work? Because in your online portfolio, you state you want to reimagine gender reportage in India and write at the intersection of gender, caste and disability. Where where does the ambition come from to do that? So even this, I, I, I feel like I have been a clueless person most of my life. <laughs> and so this happened to me. So I joined India Spend and... Uh, I was I always wanted to write and even during college we had to choose electives and uh, the electives that I chose were development issues and human rights uh, and you know identity politics so I was interested in those fields but I never knew what to focus on and so India Spend is a public policy uh, website so even that is a very niche focus within journalism So I thought, yeah, that's that's my niche, right? You oh, you focus on development issues. And then once uh, I during a reporting trip, I was in Chandigarh, and the editor then was there, and she's like, oh, let's just meet. And we we were a remote newsroom, and I had never met her. And she was like, oh, you know, you need to think of a beat. And I was like, oh, what the hell? I thought I had <laughs> made that decision. <laughs> Now I have to choose more. And that's when it start. I started thinking, what do I really want to report on? I think that was the year in 2020 and 2021, and even 2019. That was the three years where I was very much figuring out what I want to report on, and uh, that's how I realized that you know gender uh, is something that I am very passionate about because. Uh, as far as you know when you start identifying yourself and what you want to focus on i think one of the keywords that i've always used to identify myself was a feminist so i felt like that's an identity that i'm very comfortable with and that's where it started but then as i started reporting on gender i realized that in india gender reportage is very much focused on suffering of women and in a very uh, binary sense and suffering of women of a particular caste and particular class it's mostly urban educated upper caste women and i felt that uh, or to another extent rural women which is also considered as a what do you say like one big group which is not true right even within rural areas especially in rural areas there's so much caste politics and things like that so i re- realized that you know it's not enough to just talk about women as one big group because we are not a homogenous group and even uh, gender as a binary you know situation it's not enough and and that's where marginalization and that's where more important stories come from and i think that's what my approach to reportage is right now this month we are focusing in our newsletter and our website on the gender data gap and there isn't enough data that is collected about women's and girls experiences in life and then data also can be biased um so th- there are a lot of layers that can make it hard to see what 
women's lives actually look like in the world? Was that something that you were actually confronted with in your reporting? Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, I think uh, so. We did a story on data gaps, and this, uh, I think, one of I think first story that I did for that series was about uh, gaps in data about women, and 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 is there. And the gaps are so intricate and but so crucial to our understanding of the world, right? And I think that's what data does. It it is a collation of uh, different stories of stories of a lot of people in a numerical format, right? And that's simply that. And uh, when you look at each data uh, point, there are, there are stories behind it, and that story. And to understand that story is very much important to understanding what exactly the data means, right? Uh, for the same topic, different kind of questions and different kind of surveys, you get a different kind of data set. And understanding that is very important, especially, uh, you know, in issues like migration, for example. It's such a complicated issue. And there's, there's very limited understanding of how women migrate and why do they migrate and uh, uh you know and and this is something that came up to me uh, came to me when i was trying to do stories because our census the india census asks people what is the main reason why you're migrating and so many female migrants answer that as marriage but that that but no one asking no one's asking the secondary reasons because migration no one migrates because of one particular reason. There, there are a combination of reasons, right? And I think that's what the uh, kind of data gaps also, which are very unnoticeable, but also determines the narrative and the uh, reportage that we do. And when faced with these kind of instances, how how do you react as a journalist? How How can we tell that? How can we show that? So I think that's another thing that data journalists, I mean, at least now people have started understanding that data journalism does, doesn't always mean quoting the data. You have to treat data as a source and you have to question it and you have to state exactly what it says. And I think uh, that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned. It's not enough to just say, you know, these many cases were reported here. And that's that's specifically very much relevant when it comes to crime data and, you know, when you look at gender aspect of it, because so much of violence against women goes under-noticed and under-reported. And how, what exactly is a reported crime? And there is politics around it, right? And I think understanding that is very much crucial to reporting on data. And I think that's what data journalism is, reporting on data than just... Uh, you know, quoting data. And so the the next step would be to try to explain that bias to the public. Yeah, I think the story lies always in the nuance. And like I was mentioning about crime data, every, ta- every year, the crime in India report by the National Crime Records Bureau in India releases, there are, you know, these... Uh, uh, headlines about how Delhi is the crime capital and Kerala is terrible at crime or Assam is terrible at crime. But the fact remains that these are reported crimes and many, so there is, uh, what do you say, um, punishment for reporting, right? And and I think it, it still happens and that is uh, the way media functions, unfortunately. But uh, I think that's that's why we need more of people who understand what exactly this data means and 
try to say that oh these are reported crimes and even even like one sentence that you know there are many crimes that go under underreported and because there are many studies smaller studies which show the level of uh, underreporting in crime and so you know just stating that does help because it creates that perspective that you know oh it's so bad but it's worse than we know so data doesn't have to be just for data journalists yeah every journalist has to have like this start of hmm. um i don't know how to say it but like have it in the back of your mind as a as a reminder that oh you have to pay attention to data and and pay attention to how it's made yeah and it's very difficult uh, so i was working as a part time data analyst for this research organization called india migration now and uh, one of the projects that they were doing was looking at different migration surveys so there's the census then there is the india De- uh, human development survey then there is private surveys like the cmie uh, and and so basically that project was looking at these different data surveys and uh, understanding the differences and the similarities and you know based on because all of them have different numbers <laughs> and so and that was a very interesting and a challenging exercise because like the, uh, the fact that how do you define migration right if i go from one place to another for a day is that migration or is that a vacation is that because right now i am partly based in mumbai and partly based in goa and so it's 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 a very complex uh, situation and how do you create one number for it or you know and 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 that's that's where the challenge in uh data lies and and that's it and people have to understand that data does tell you many interesting things but it doesn't tell you everything and 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 that's why reportage has to be a mix of data and uh you know research and on ground reportage i think that's very much important and working so much with data did you come up with little tricks and tips that you could share with journalists who are just getting into working with data what 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 can they look out for and keep in mind when doing so i think one of the most important thing is always read the methodology no one does it i think <laughs> what many people do is when a report comes or when something comes they'll look at the data and they'll many times just look at the executive summary and the methodology is just as and might be shorter also than that and it's very important to read that because um without that you don't understand what exactly these numbers are and that context is very much important to being an accurate reporter yeah yeah it would make the difference but i think we're all a little bit guilty of having done that at some <laughs> point <laughs> or you look at the data you just make sure that it's you know a source that you can trust and yeah. get with it but we should be paying attention to how yeah numbers and and, uh, and even if it's a limited methodology doesn't mean it's wrong data or you know you just have to state it you just have to report it honestly and objectively and and that's it it's it doesn't require more than that as you said you actually worked on data gaps and the gender data gap and were, were there some things that surprised you um i think one thing that i've always done is whenever you start reporting on a topic you go with a series of assumptions and 
and i think that's a space that many times journalism doesn't allow you that many there's there's a there's a very good chance that your assumptions are wrong so when you you know pitch a story when you think oh this is the story and this is what i find based on data you go on the ground and you'll find that oh it's not what you think it is and your assumptions will be contradicted and you have to be comfortable with that and and recently it happened to me that oh i was doing a data project and uh, the editor was like oh you know it's not dramatic enough and that you know it doesn't say what i want you to say and you have to be accepting and you have to just allow data be you can't uh, you know find data to make the point you want to you have to go it the way or the other way around and and that's very much important you because uh, that's integral to being a honest and truthful reporter because and it's very easy to create an analysis based on your assumptions and and that's a very slippery slope and yeah that is something everyone should be wary of yeah and what do you hope to see more of in journalism with regards to the gender lens with regards to paying attention to what's really happening i think it i feel like a lot of problems in journalism can be solved with just empathy <laughs> and 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 i feel like understanding of larger political structures because you can't uh approach a source by just looking at them through your lens and and that's very difficult to come across and it has to come from uh, active practice and i think that's very much important because i mean india is a diverse country but our media is not a diverse media you know most of the journalists in indian media especially uh, in english speaking and english language newsrooms come from a, a very a small section of the society who are upper caste who are from privileged backgrounds including me who live in cities who are not exposed to uh, the lifestyle and the lived experiences of many sources that they interview and that empathy and that understanding is very much integral and and understanding that truth is never objective you know because each person has a version of what happened and to respect that and to give the voice and to give the the value of that version to the right people who are the most affected is very much integral to good journalism i believe well thank you so much shreya for your time thank you thank you for listening to peer to peer and much thanks again to shreya raman for sharing her perspective with us for ideas, tools and resources to help you in your lifelong quest for interesting angles and important stories, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter and visit our website towards-equality.com.